0: basketball. From the moment I started rolling my dad's tube socks and shooting imaginary, game-winning shots in the Great Western Forum, I knew one thing was real. I fell in love with you. A love so deep, I gave you my all. From my mind and body, to my spirit and soul. As a six-year-old boy, deeply in love with you, I never saw the end of the tunnel. I only saw myself running out of one. And so I ran. I ran up and down every court, after every loose ball. For you. You asked for my hustle. I gave you my heart. Because it came with so much more. I played through the sweat and hurt, not because challenge called me, but because you called me. I did everything for you. Because that's what you do when someone makes you feel as alive as you've made me feel.
1: Welcome to the With the 13th pick, the Charlotte Hornets select Kobe Bryant from Lower Marion High School
0: in Pennsylvania. And that was a Baker diehard. It's Kobe Bryant. Right. Yeah, but look at his style. Look at his rhythm. Check out the way he walks. He's passing. He's looking lift- past I
1: wanted to come in a league I wanted to so multiple championships, you know? Ones, you know?
0: The last finals for the Los Angeles Lakers. Three straight. Three, 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 three oh! the drive. 62 for Toby Bryan. the Lakers left 81 point game. Toby Bryan has hit a shot at the buzzer. What did I just see? Hard to believe. Look at me. Unreal. Are you kidding me? You gave a six year old boy his Lakers' dream. And I'll always love you for it. But I can't love you obsessively for much longer. This season is all I have left to give. My heart can take the pounding. My mind can handle the grind. But my body knows it's time to say goodbye. And that's okay. I'm ready to let go. I want you to know now. So we both can see for every moment we have left together, the good and the bad. We have given each other all that we have.
2: Basketball immortality for the 9 Los Angeles Lakers, it is a...
1: To me, Brian, for me, is the best basketball player in the planet. Brian oh, fires by away. By it's go! Three point right over Kobe. Kobe has just won it for the Lakers. Oh, oh. But one of the greatest players who have ever played this game, who has done it all, wearing purple and gold. Remember, still has a in those
0: yeah, Michael's got six, but Kobe's got five. He's the greatest Laker player we've ever seen. He's the best player in the game. I wanted to be just like You know, he's uh, Michael Jordan.
1: You know, rushing home after school just to watch him play. Kobe Bryant is the best player in the world. Kobe Bryant, at the end of the day, will go down
2: as the greatest basketball player that has ever been. Gotta do it
1: baby. Gotta look.
3: Kobe Bryant is the closest thing to Michael Jordan since Michael Jordan. And the third
0: highest scorer in NBA history, the 2008 NBA two-time NBA Finals MVP, five-time NBA champion, a 6 guard from Lower Merion High School, number 24, Kofi Brian! And we both know, no matter what I do next, I'll always be that kid, with the rolled-up socks garbage can in the corner five seconds on the clock ball in my hand five four three two one
1: but legends are forever
3: what's up everybody welcome to locker room hype episode 19. Kobe Bryant edition as always I am James Fairchild I'm Aaron Pena and I'm Joseph King what an epic introduction
1: oh man I mean
2: I wanted to share that with you guys and I know this is a podcast everybody's listening to that but it had a lot of clips and everything to kind of just get you in the mindset to talk about Kobe for the next hour and just kind of like what his career meant to everybody here is just being a sports fan whether you like the Lakers or not I just thought that was kind of a, a good touch to hear. That's all. obviously uh, right before he retired, that was the Players Tribune letter that he wrote called Dear Basketball, which got turned into actually a, sh- a short film that won an Oscar. Um, yep, Kobe
1: Bryant. That's why we're all here today. Oh, yeah, man. 8 24, August yeah. 24th. Yeah. What a, you know, it's, it's crazy that we get to, you know, do this podcast, but at the same time, you. It's still you don't want to. Yeah, it still has it to me. You know, it still has a scent. You know, I know it's been since February. It's still fresh. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's it's still a uh, you know it's just a legend like that, man. A le- you know, like I said, all legends like you know that come and go, man. They're not supposed to go out like that. You know, that was you know he was supposed to be handing out NBA final trophies and.
2: Watching his daughter Rick, grow, up yeah, and playing
1: the rookie, WNBA. you know, you know, and then and then as a family man, yeah, watching his daughters, right, you know, I mean, he, I mean, that's what he should have done You're right. as a legend, he, you know, as a legend,
3: he deserves to grow old just like you know Bill Russell. We've all watched Bill Russell <laughs> grow older and older, and he's still such a respected oh, figure yeah. and legend in the game. Yep. And you know, Kobe, to me. I know the man sitting across from me, he's the biggest Kobe fan in the world. Oh, yeah. Uh, but to me, I'm just a fan of greatness, uh-huh. and Kobe embodies greatness. He's one of, if not the greatest of all time. He's the ultimate competitor and the ultimate teammate. He he elevated everybody's game around him.
1: Well, I, I mean, as, like I said, as a kid, if you never said, you know, after you shot, it doesn't matter what it was. You Kobe. shot a piece of, yeah, Kobe. I mean, that was just like a common, like, I mean, I know we, I, we got to grow up, with, you know, to watch Michael, but Kobe was the – We, we were know? just
3: so young with Michael, but with Kobe, we really got to follow his career from beginning to end.
1: But, I mean, the, every time the ball, you know, any kind of shot, it was Kobe.
3: You're right. Yeah. You
1: know, and I mean, Michael took great shots too, don't get me wrong, but but Kobe, I mean, he made some just incredible – He had a ton
2: of game winners. Yeah. Ton very close. You know, and the thing yes. is,
1: I mean, I can sit here and say – I know that the Liker games always came on late, you Mm -hmm. know, but. 9.30 p.m. I'm like, shit. I (laughs) But I did. I did it for Kobe, man, because, I mean, that's the only reason why. Sometimes
2: if they went into overtime, it wouldn't be over until 1.30 or 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah,
1: and shit. I mean, the only time I could sit there and say that. Because you know, always the first games were always the East Coast, and that you know, or the East, and I never really enjoyed watching the East games. I always waited for the West Coast games. Tell you know?
3: me, you you didn't stay up to watch the Nets? Oh, no, <laughs> please come carry Kittles,
1: come, the, the Knicks, come <laughs> on now. <laughs> yeah, right. man. now I, I stayed up for Kobe, man, and, uh, and and
3: and you know, it's cool to see him throughout his career, sport one team, wear the purple and gold. It's extremely rare nowadays in in all of sports, not just
2: basketball, just any sport, just one player wearing the same team for 20 years. I really thought there for the longest time we would never see Tom Brady in another jersey, but lo and behold, here we are. It happens, but it's weird.
1: It's kind of one of those things that, you know, I I mean, I still felt like I know magic was there and all, you know, all those other ones, but I think I've always referred L.A. as Kobe's house, you know that's always oh, been for sure. I think it I forever
3: think a, will be yeah. no matter what LeBron does there. Yeah. Exactly. Kobe will forever be uh, if, if that's the top dog, if that place isn't Shaq's house, then LeBron's never
2: going to get it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he would only have the other person to have held that. And maybe, you know, magic for the longest time. Cause it was his forever. And then, you know, Shaq came in and then they had a three peat and Kobe was kind of in the back seat to those championships. And then, you know, for the majority of about 15 years, it was, it was his house. And, uh, you know, we all, you know, I want to, you know, James, you kind of talked about what Kobe meant to you, Aaron, what is Kobe Bryant? What is that, what does he mean to you?
1: I mean, he, he really meant to me, like I said, he, 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 showed just like the ultimate competitor man. the ultimate sacrifice to be the best athlete. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what sport, He showed the best work ethic, the best mindset, like the killer uh, instinct. Yeah, nobody. I mean, I don't think anybody's ever came close to. I mean, to what his mindset was. Right. I mean, Michael. I mean, and that's that's you know yeah, that's the closest. That's the closest. But I still the work ethic, the the amount
3: of dedication and commitment. But
1: the thing about it, you know, I mean, I no disrespect to Michael, man, but you know, Kobe had losses in the. NBA, you know, playoffs and everything. Yeah, I mean, he had to take, he had to swallow those it, those losses, and yet he just, God, he came back it, harder the next year. And best, I mean, sorry, go
2: ahead. No, <laughs> I was just, it's it's almost like Michael was above human, right? Like yeah. the things he was able to do. Mm-hmm. But Kobe Bryant was like the human that was like, I, I, I can be well, like I can be like that. Yeah. Like I'm gonna work my ass off to be. Inhuman, You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And that's, I don't know, like Kobe Bryant to me, like I i grew up, I've been a Lakers fan ever since he came into the NBA. And I was 10 years old when he came into the NBA. I really became a fan of probably like 11 or 12. Um, and I've I watched him ever since. And to me, he's more than just a basketball player. He's a – I'm trying to find a way to word this, but he's – He's a way of life, I guess. Like he's a, he's well, more yeah. he's he's transcended what he was. He's he's a mentality. He's the perfect epitome. Like if you need to teach, if you have somebody that needs motivation in their life, whether it's sports or anything, their job, their school, whatever it is, you just tell them to, you know, go watch a tape of Kobe, just watch, listen to the man talk. And he was just he was probably The epitome of the word professional athlete because he was a professional. Because the way he spoke, I mean, he did. He would stick around in interviews and he would answer all the questions in English, and then he would speak Spanish for the the, (laughs) the Hispanic reporters and spoke well. Yeah, I was like, damn, and Italian, and it's just he. I I know that he had his vices and things that happened in his career that we are not going to talk about on this podcast because it doesn't matter. No, it don't
1: matter. That doesn't, yeah, I don't care. But
2: he was human, and he just, the fact of, if we are going to dwell on any of that stuff, the fact that he was able to overcome all the things that he was able to overcome and be so well-respected, like the day he retired, it was like a national event. Like the, the, the game that was, there were two games on that night. One was Kobe's retirement, and the other one was the game where the Warriors were going to break the Chicago Bulls' record of the most wins in a se- single season. They were on at the exact same time. One was on ESPN. The other was on ESPN, two, And millions upon millions of people tuned in to Kobe's last game. Yeah, it was meaningless. Exactly. The Lakers weren't going to the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. But that, that's what I'm saying. Like He was just – he to overcome the things that he overcame and to elevate himself the way he did is just – and to sit here today, like us doing a sports podcast, about... We wouldn't be doing this if he was still alive. You know what I mean? No, uh, it'd be years uh, from now before we you, even like, decided uh, to, you know? Yeah, and it, obviously, you know, it's August or August 24th, 824. It is Kobe Day. We probably would have said something about it. And right. Maybe talked a little bit, like, here and there. But this just... I've been wanting to do this ever since we started the podcast. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. But I didn't want to at all i hate it i hate it man like yeah, it I sucks i've never had somebody that i never really never knew affect me the way it did it felt like somebody i knew died that day Oh yeah. yeah. i mean
1: you spent a lot of a lot of time just sitting there you I know mean, you like you said you watch every like every move and like you said i know he was making mistakes. You know, he did. Every, shit, we all made mistakes, too, in our lives. But shit, he rebounded from it. And dude, he just came great. Like every, I think all greats have some kind of something in the closet. A skeleton, right? Some of them do. Yeah. They and, do. They yeah. do.
3: Whether yeah. they want to admit it or whether or not it came out to the public, it's there. And yeah, the thing
1: about it, sure. man, did dude, he... I, I mean, I was like, I oh, don't give a shit. I just... He just came back, man. He came back full force and just, man, he played his ass off. Yep. And then, like, you know, and then whenever, you know, he lost all the guys around him and there in L.A., you know, when Shaq left and all, you know, all. I mean, he stayed. and He stayed and he made it and, work and later. Man, and, man, I mean, like I said, man, he, he taught, you know, the rookies, the young veterans, not so much about just, you know, hey, you know, get better on your shot or, hey, like, he he taught him to love the game and what it and what the joy came out but of he, it. He led by example. Yeah, you know what I mean? but he, he got to show the joy, the joy of what it comes. You know, he did what comes out I mean, out of it.
3: And you behind know, the scenes, I mean, at practice, you go back yeah. and watch some of the old practice footage. He was you know 100 miles an hour in practice. Yeah, just like Mike used to be. He yep. took a lot. He modeled a lot of his game after Mike, and mm-hmm. and that was one of the intricate. Pieces that he incorporated into his his mentality, his game, and he, like you said, he had those rookies, he had those vets, but he have elevated them because of that mentality it, in practice, and it transferred over to games. It was just was, common nature, just you know, like once the, they stepped on the court. Once he, you know,
2: and we'll we'll we'll, we'll dive into his career, but real quick, I just want to say, you know, once he got to that point where, if you look at that 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 team that won the the championship and 2008 yeah you besides pal gasol you can't say anybody else's name on that <laughs> roster right. if you're not a lakers fan right you don't I mean? on that roster Derek fisher was uh not on that I one he so. came back for the celtics he was not on that one and so it's just kind of just shows to how he may have not been the perfect teammate because he did he was arrogant in his younger years and in that that's the thing that sucks is a lot of people that aren't really Kobe fans or Lakers fans but they like the game of basketball they always have kind of viewed him as that selfish player the ball hog and things like that but that's not who he was late into his career at all no. I mean he he was to a certain extent but he was he he was at the point
3: in his career was like look who he was playing with he had to take those shots right every great player wants to take the game winning shot wants to put themselves their team in that situation to have the opportunity to to win the game so he did take an abundance of those shots but he also dished it out to other guys to have have their moments as well and he was unselfish enough to to know team is a team we've got to distribute the ball in order to be great as a team Mm -hmm. i'm great on my own but we've got to be great together
1: yep well one thing I've, i've I don't know, last night, I was sitting there watching just some videos of Kobe just kind of recapping of what's kind of going on and everything. One of the videos that I really got to me was that he played with uh, Team USA. Uh, yeah, D Wade, LeBron, Carmel, Carmelo. LeBron, he had all, I mean, he already had all these great young guys on the team, but the thing about it, man, they sat there and just he would lecture them and they were just sitting there, you know, listening. I mean he I mean and to this day I mean now you can see from these guys they took every bit of advice from what he said and they yep. it's made their game that much better
3: and they're not afraid to admit it either yeah. I,
1: mean, I mean that's the, yeah exactly I mean you they always say you know like, give credit to Kobe you know they give credit and I I think you know that it's that that speaks a lot for a person and a player and that
3: to be that impactful and influential. Yeah,
1: like it's like dude, I already know what I'm doing, but no, it's like no, you you know what you're doing, so let me listen to you. For sure. So, I thought, man, I was like, god, that's just great to see already great ones already listening, you know, listening to the the Kobe, man. I was yeah. just
3: lost a great ambassador for the game. Was, oh yeah. Man, I was really looking forward to him, like we said earlier, growing old and and becoming one of those all-timers that, that that is a part of the league that maybe becomes an owner. And then, I mean, that would have been cool to see him. Because you know he would have owned the Lakers someday.
1: Yeah. He just
2: would have. <laughs> and it, so it, it just sucks that we didn't get to that. But the, what we'll do um, for the majority of the podcast is I've got some bullet points here highlighting his career. And we'll talk about each of those moments. And then um, obviously it'll culminate with uh, his untimely uh, death. And kind of the reason why we're doing this podcast. But uh, he was born in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, the youngest of three children and only son of former NBA player Joe Bryant. Did you guys know that his dad played in the NBA? Yes. Joe Jellybean. Jellybean Bryant, yeah. You didn't know? Yeah, he was uh, teammates on the Sixers with Dr. J for a bit. Wow, oh, damn. So, That's right. Yeah, Joe he Jellybean. played overseas too, didn't he? Yeah, so um, he he was also the maternal nephew of NBA player john chubby cox <laughs> that was his nickname he was a chunky boy but that what a terrible nickname that was mm-hmm. um his parents named him after the famous beef kobe uh, which is a t- t- type of way you can s- basically cook skirt steak in japan um the, his family moved to italy when he was six years old where he learned to speak fluent italian uh they moved because uh, joe had retired from the nba but still he wanted to keep playing and so he went into the european league Over there, and they lived in Italy till he was 13 years old when they finally moved back. And then he attended high school at Lower Marion, um, which is kind of like a a suburb to Philadelphia. And uh, he was drafted in 1996 as the 13th Mm -hmm. overall pick to the Charlotte Hornets. Um, This was back in the time. Now it's fairly common. You know, LeBron James did it. A lot of other players do it. They come straight from the NBA in a high school or out of high school. Uh, He was like, I think. Kevin Garnett was first, and then uh, the uh, year before, and then Kobe Bryant came. The they were the
1: only two. You're right. Yeah, I think
2: Kevin Garnett was the first. Player I remember out of Garnett.
1: Yeah, I remember Garnett when he got drafted. You know, out straight out of high, it was like it was a huge, huge thing. Yeah. You know, so and, um, and then
3: Iverson.
2: And this is the draft order. So Kobe was 13th overall. Allen Iverson was the number one draft pick yeah, that exactly. year. This draft was probably they. This is, this draft is probably considered one of the most loaded. <laughs> Uh, NBA drafts of all time, the 96 draft. Allen Iverson was number one. Marcus Camby, who had a great career yeah. as a center, uh, who just recently retired not too long ago. Uh, Sharif Abdul-Rahim, he was a really good uh, six man, and then he kind of came off the bench and started working as a really good small forward for the Atlanta Hawks for many years. Uh, Starbury, Stefan Marbury, was number four. Uh, yeah, he was really what, popular what we what were a great point guard. <laughs> middle great, in middle and high school. He had right? great hands. Yeah, yeah, he was great, yeah. Um, Ray Allen was number five. Oh, yeah. The shooter, sharp shooter. God, that guy... If there was anybody that I would say could probably beat Reggie Miller in a three-point contest, it might be Ray Allen. Yeah. He's he's, had
3: some memorable
2: shots, Yes, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Antoine Walker, which was also a teammate of Ray Allen's later uh, with the Boston Celtics, a very good good power forward. Uh, Lorenzen Wright, who didn't have a very long career. Uh, (laughs) Kerry Kittles, he was... Decent He was a I said his name earlier He played for the New Jersey Nets They They uh, Always Happened to uh, That's who the uh, Lakers beat To win their Third Three-peat okay. And when they Went in the NBA Finals Was uh, Jason Kidd In the New Jersey Nets The kid uh, Number nine was Samaki Walker He was Teammates with Kobe For a while He was terrible I hated Samaki Walker <laughs> he, he fucked up all the time The stand. best player in this draft <laughs> Uh, then Eric Dampier, also a very good player. Todd Fuller, Vi- Vitaly Potapenko, and I really don't know who that is. And then at number thirteen, the Charlotte Hornets selected
3: Kobe Bryant. And imagine if he would have stayed in Charlotte. Exactly. Wow. A team owned by Michael Jordan. Man, that would have been. It wasn't so at the time. Bizarre.
2: Very. And it, it I can't.
3: Was, I can't think of Kobe without the purple and gold. Well, no,
2: you can't. And then the thing is, is he. The Charlotte Hornets are not the Charlotte Hornets now. They're the New Orleans Pelicans is who that organization is. The Hornets Shor- the Charlotte Hornets are back in Charlotte, but it well, they were added as an expansion team. Now that's the team that uh was the Bobcats.
1: Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you would have to be the picturing yeah.
2: Kobe Bryant in a Bobcats
3: jersey. <laughs> Hideous.
2: <laughs> it, just, now, it just doesn't sacrilege. Work. <laughs> like I
1: hate like cuz you know Lakers you know lakers is like there's bobcats there's bobcats everywhere it sounds like a fucking high school team it does <laughs> that's just a terrible mascot no bobcats <laughs>
2: which actually no he would have been he would have been in new orleans he would have been a pelican no yeah, well, because that's, that's, that's a the terrible original. fucking yeah. mascot yeah i'm glad anthony davis is plays for lakers he's who's my current favorite laker right yeah. now is anthony
3: davis over lebron
2: yeah i've i've got personal reasons against lebron i think he's a great athlete i just think that he doesn't possess that uh I've said it before on the hype. You know, he doesn't have the the gene, the that, killer instinct that
3: Michael and Kobe possess. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. He has. He's he more has of, it here and there. He's athletic and has the athleticism that is you know out of this world. Perennial. He's a freak of nature. Yeah, he's a freak of nature. He's he's a Mack truck moving. He through could the, probably play receiver tomorrow in the NFL right. and excel. I think he'd be the best tight end in the league.
1: Yeah,
2: up there with like yeah he'd be yeah
3: he'd be amazing. He reminds me of like like Antonio Gates. You
1: yeah. Yeah, no joke, right? was huge. Yeah, Tony Gonzalez. I've always
2: thought, you know, people always try to compare LeBron to Michael, and I don't see that. I never Mm-mm. have. You know, Kobe is the closest thing to Michael will ever get. LeBron is the closest thing to Magic Johnson, I think, will ever get just because of his ability to distribute the ball, to play the point sometimes. I think LeBron is more of a
3: facilitator, and Kobe and Michael are those killers, you know? Yep, no doubt. I mean, he's LeBron's a little bit of everything. Which, yeah. which, which makes which, him special. Which, that's what Ma-
2: Magic was, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and that's how I've always thought he's more of a Magic Johnson. Um, now, at the time of Kobe Bryant's first NBA game in 1996, he became the youngest player ever to play in an NBA game. Uh, at 18 years old, 72 days. Now, that record has since been broken by Jermaine O'Neal, uh, who was also in that draft, as well as Steve Nash, uh, which makes that... Draft even bigger. Yeah. And it? then um, Andrew Bynum, who is no longer plays in the NBA anymore. I don't – or he may actually. I think he plays for the Pistons. I still think he plays so he, in the NBA as a backup was, for the Pistons.
1: Was, but he was a Laker for a while. Yeah, he was
2: Kobe's yeah, he teammate. Was, right? I'm and sorry, okay. he, he kind of took the center position after Shaq left. Lamar Odom was there too at that mm-hmm. time, right? And uh, they actually – I don't have that row down here, but uh, Lamar Odom and Kobe Bryant were actually teammates right before they got – Right before Kobe got drafted, they played on, like, a, a high school All-Stars team.
3: And so they were teammates before they ever played together in the NBA. Which Did you know, um, fun fact about Kobe, if he would have went to college, where he would have chosen to go? Duke. Duke. Yep. Coach K. Hell, yeah. No doubt. Oh, yeah. And that's, like... What other choice do you have?
2: Kentucky, and, maybe? And he probably would have, at the time, in the 90s, the, into the, you know, you figure you four years in college, right? Uh, 2099 that's when duke was starting to be really really good again and they they dominated the early 2000s imagine them with kobe how many championships they would have won oh god yeah it would have been like michael for north carolina he could he probably if kobe would have attended college he could have probably been the greatest college basketball player of all time you know there's always argument i don't personally he's my favorite player i still think michael's always
3: going to be the best but he would have been in that conversation. He would have probably been the best college. And to player. wear a Duke uniform, you know, yeah, maybe better than Christian Leitner.
2: I, and the thing is, is if, if, <laughs> if he didn't, God. if he didn't go there, though, like he probably wouldn't end up in in L.A. You know what I mean? Because that then it'd have been two thousand. Yeah, exactly. And who knows what would have happened? So it's kind of just the, it's that butterfly effect, man. The weird <laughs> things that happen. Um. In 1997, he won the uh, slam dunk contest as a rookie. He still holds the record. This is one record that Kobe Bryant actually still holds. The youngest slam dunk
3: champion at 18 years old. No, Nobody has ever yeah, 97. won wow. it at that age. Man. And, and another thing, he won a state championship in high school. High, the McDonald's uh, dunk ch- contest, right? Or well, His senior year for his high school team, they went all the way to state and they won it. And just like LeBron, he has a lot of connections to those guys he played high school ball with. Mm-hmm. So did uh, Kobe. You know, he he still brought those guys around. They were part of his family. Yeah. They kind of they kind of got to experience his his career alongside him, which is cool.
2: Yeah, and it's just like thank God he won it in '97 because you know who won the '98 dunk contest? Who? Vin That was the one Vince Carter. Vince went Carter, off on the, the so, famous. So thank yeah. God. But what's always funny about it? um, you know, Vince Carter's known for that through the legs dunk, right? Yes, yeah, his amazing dunk. That dunk is what Kobe Bryant won the contest with. He did a through the uh, legs reverse dunk and won the contest. So a lot of people are like, yeah, Vince, Vince did that. That's Vince's dunk. Well, Kobe did it first. Just letting you know on the podcast, but I love Vince Carter. You know, I
1: can do that on a Fisher Price. You can. <laughs> I, I've seen you. Man. Hell yeah, you can. Maybe. It's, it's pretty impressive. <laughs>
3: With a beer in one hand, and you just did it all with Funny, one hand. I mean, it was incredible. Yeah, <laughs> just
1: I was, broke the backboard like I 13, shack. I was thirteen years old. <laughs> <laughs> did you yell, Kobe? Kobe. <laughs> sure.
2: Um, and then you know, so his rookie year, uh, in the playoffs that same rookie season, the Lakers advanced to the Western Conference semifinals against the Utah Jazz. When Bryant was pressed into a lead role at the end of Game Five, Byron Scott who coached Kobe, used to coach for the Lakers, uh, was Kobe Bryant's teammate, uh, left the game with a sprained wrist. Robert Horry, big shot Bob, uh, was ejected for fighting with Utah's Jeff Hornacek, <laughs> and Shaq fouled out with 1.46 left on the clock. So they're without Byron Scott, who is a terrific shooting guard. Uh, Eddie Jones was also out of the lineup. Robert Horry fou- uh, gets yeah. ejected, and Shaq fouls out. And it's game five, and with 1:46 on the clock, the uh, ball was given to Kobe, and he shot four straight air balls at the end of the game, and the Jazz won 98 to 93, and advanced, and that's who ended up playing um, Chicago. So you know there was still one more, there was the finals to go, but who knows? Mm-hmm. You know that you could have had a Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan NBA finals. Man. That never happened because Kobe had four air balls because he was so nervous. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Hell, yeah, man. At 18 I mean, years old, yeah. Yeah, you,
1: 18 years old. I mean, and the thing about it, I mean, the Jazz, was they were stacked. I mean, it's not like they, you're playing with, you know, Hall of Famers right there too that, yeah, I would be scared shitless. And Just, mo- most people
2: talk about Shaq and Kobe's feuds and things like that. After that same game. And Shaq was visibly pissed off. I remember seeing highlights of this. Like he just kind of walked off the floor after Kobe airballed those. And you know he he probably had to contemplate, man, I lost Penny for this motherfucker. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because he left Orlando, and that was an amazing team, right? And who knows what they could have done? together. I was a huge Magic fan back then, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of people were. I think it was like your favorite team that you didn't. You were just like, man, they're they're cool. The jerseys were awesome. yeah, the
3: jerseys were cool. The pinstripes when they wore those, those were awesome, but
2: he was even quoted after that game saying Bryant was the only guy who had the guts at the time to take shots like that. So, and at 18 years old, you know what I mean? And like it sucked and he probably felt like shit. Yeah. And I mean, could you imagine, 18 years old, I the could. best player in the NBA at the time, probably because Michael had been in and out of retirement. Everybody was convinced Shaq is this new
3: up-and-coming thing. He goes down, and he's like, I got to be the guy. Yeah, and it's crazy because, you know, later on in his career, he came became the NBA scoring champion in 06 and 07. Mm-hmm. I mean, to go from from that low, being a young guy, to evolving – and becoming the killer that he was, it's just unbelievable. It just goes back to that it's testament. Such a good scorer, man.
2: Testament of how he hard he worked to better himself. Um, so after that season, the Lakers' uh, fortunes would improve because in 1999 – a uh, small-time coach. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him. <laughs> his name is Phil Jackson. He just,
1: he's just a little small. A little, a little, a little small coach. Little you know. small-time coach. He,
3: he, he accomplished a few things in his career
1: before yeah. he came to the Lakers. Right.
3: A legend. A legend.
2: And, you know, so now, you know, they went on and did the 3 uh in the, those 1999 to 2002. They won three straight NBA champions, uh, or excuse me, NBA titles. The only team to have done it since then, since the, the Bulls had done it after their last three-peat. Nobody's three-peated since you, then. The Warriors have came close twice, and so did the Heat back in 2016. Do you, right? do
1: you remember who they beat? Like, Do you remember? Each final, yeah.
2: So the first one was against um, – the first NBA finals was against the 76ers. They swept Allen Iverson. Uh, the second one was – or no, the second one was against Allen Iverson. I want to say the first one. Yeah, it was uh, the Indiana Pacers. Then the then the uh, uh, the Pacers, the Sixers, and the Nets. Okay, that's who they sw- they 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 beat the Pacers uh, four to one. They swept the Sixers, and I think they won four to one against the Nets. Like okay. they just dominated those finals. Yeah, I mean, and then those those games, it was like the the. The Western Conference Finals is what where it got, like, heated because, you know, the, the Spurs were very good at the
3: time.
1: I would going to say they, had, they yeah. had old Tim, they had Timmy. And they is that had, right? Isn't they, it the Pacers, the, the
3: Sixers, and the Nets? Yeah, Pacers, Sixers, and Nets. And But,
1: yeah, I remember the Western Finals were always heated because you had Timmy. They swept the Nets. You had Timmy yeah, Timmy and you had David Robinson, you know. I mean, they were – and then who else did they have? On? They had
2: Tim Duncan, David Robinson. They had Bruce Bowen. Bruce Bowen, yeah. man, um, uh, Manu wasn't there yet. No, but I, he wasn't. And Tony Parker wasn't there yet either. But yeah, the Spurs. But they were they were they were a pretty good team. That's like when you think of the best teams in the NBA of all time. You, the Spurs get avoided for some reason. Like they are. They're probably the second best organization behind the Lakers, in my opinion. And
3: I think it's because of where. Their organization is san antonio like people throw shade and and, and downplay the city of san, san antonio yeah. for their beloved sports team which is the spurs like they deserve all the credit in the world for putting together a great Greg Popovich, one of the greatest coaches of all time. He's
2: second behind Phil, in my opinion. Like It's so crazy. And when I say second, I mean like it's like right there, yeah. in my opinion, the Lakers and the You're Spurs. To, yeah. I, I I think the Spurs are highly underrated. They if, are. if they weren't in the Western Conference, I'd probably love them. Because
3: how can you hate on Tim Duncan and the Admiral? <laughs> right. Just two of the like most – upstanding and men Popovich, that man. have ever played. And probably besides, besides Mike Leach and Lincoln Riley, he's probably one of my other favorite coaches I love Greg that Popovich. are out there. I and Kobe, too. Kobe loved him too.
2: Yeah. Like I he did.
3: loved pop.
2: Yeah. And it's just like that. The, uh,
1: because pop didn't pop. They taught, he, he coached them in, he, team, in the U S one of the U S uh, teams, right?
2: Yes. Oh. And then when he tried to, he, there, there was a very like astronomically close that it could have happened when, uh, Kobe and Shaq refuting, and right before Shaq got traded to Miami, Kobe straight up said, I'll play on fucking Mars. I don't want to play for this team anymore. And he was this close and San Antonio almost got him. Mm. And that's where he probably would have finished his career out in. That would have been bad. And out. then he probably would have <laughs> won. He fun. probably, you know, I hate to be this way because I'm such a diehard Lakers fan. But I think Kobe would have passed Michael if he would have went to San Antonio because he'd have been teammates with Tim Duncan.
1: Yeah, I mean, they and did. and I think Kobe would have Ginobili, had 7 or
2: 8. I mean, they had some great players and you'd be sitting here talking about the San Antonio Spurs as the best organization of all time. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Like I really I think that. They're that cuz that organization is that good. I I think they're way more
3: managed better than LA. Great coaches, great great leadership, great owners. I mean, it, they've always stayed consistent. They're a model of consistency, just like we've seen with the Patriots. You know, on the, on the NFL side.
1: Well, yeah. Poppers don't put up with shit. Man. Yeah, man. I mean,
3: They're really, very straight-laced, very uh, disciplined. And their, uh, their fans are fucking passionate. Like, oh, yeah. It's almost like a college football game it and really a is. Spurs but game. It, it's like a college football town, too, because in a college football town, you have one sports team. Sports team. And that is in College Station. You have Texas A&M. Texas AM and in Norman. You have the University of Oklahoma in Lubbock. You have Tech. Texas Tech Red Raiders. And that's it. That, there's no other sports and, and team. And they have the rabid passion that college towns because that's have. they
2: don't have an nfl team right
3: and it which is crazy to me that it's
2: 2020 and san antonio doesn't i can't believe that, I mean, that, mean, that they that they gotta fuck they don't have an nfl team but there's fucking three teams around la yeah like that blows my mind
1: but they almost did that one time member at hurricane katrina mm-hmm. they almost brought new york the, the, the saints, saints. saints. and yeah. i always heard
3: rumors of the raiders well <laughs> they, uh, yeah.
1: they did they almost did they were close to it but Las and Vegas that, got it through. Hey man, it would yeah. have been
3: perfect. Yeah, because the color scheme, color co- coordination between the Spurs and the Raiders, like it would have been perfect.
2: Yeah, and you know, yeah,
3: I, I'm with you. I, I feel it for the fans in San
2: Antonio because they've, they've, they've got a hell of a team, and and
3: you know, they they definitely deserve it. But they, yeah, their fans, they've are got fantastic. a, they've got an absolute gem. I mean, it, it's it's unbelievable that they have a team that has had the history that they have in that city because they deserve it with the with the fan base that they have. I have to give them credit for that. You so, know? Yeah, for have sure. I have to. Um,
2: to go back, you know, talking about the three-peat that Kobe, Phil, and uh, Shaq all had. You know, Shaq, to this day, you know, he played with Dwayne Wade. He's played mm-hmm. with LeBron James. Won a championship with both and with Kobe. And he... he not with LeBron, but yeah, with Dwayne. Yeah, with Dwayne. Yeah, and not not LeBron. Yet. But he's played with Dwayne or Dwayne and Kobe, and mm-hmm. he's played um, with uh, you know Penny Hardaway. And Shaquille O'Neal says we were the best one-two punch the NBA will ever see. Now we have to think about players like LeBron and Dwayne Wade played together. Uh, you know, now you have Kawhi and Paul George. You had at one point you had James Harden and KD. And Russell Westbrook all oh, on a shit, team together. is insane. I cannot believe that team didn't win a title.
3: Yeah, the way that their careers have gone, people tend to forget they all played together in Oklahoma City. Kareem and Magic, Michael and Scotty. What do you think of Shaq's
2: – discuss that for a second. What is Shaq's statement true? Are they truly the best one-two punch?
3: Probably one-two with, with the amount of <sighs> versatility they both bring. Big man. And you've you've got Kobe versatility, the yeah. The outside because everybody
2: else that we've mentioned
3: are all perimeter players they, for the they, most part. They, they I mean, I know LeBron can drive. Right. Kareem's tall. They complement each other very well. Yeah, and that's why the the, the one two punch is so severe and strong. Uh, so let's go let's go by pickup games.
2: Let's say let's say Kobe and Shaq played in their prime, played LeBron and Dwayne Wade. Did Kobe and Shaq win a two on two? I think so. No doubt. Yes, I don't think nobody, nobody's gonna even as big as oh. LeBron is. He can't body Shaq. Yeah, Shaq's oh. gonna bully and it, and do. His, it, he's gonna have his way in the paint. Dwayne could keep up with Kobe, but Kobe would still in his prime. He couldn't guard Kobe. I don't think.
0: I,
1: I, you know, I, I disagree. I think even even later, nobody could have kept up with Kobe because he was just he was just overall. Man, even when he was out towards the end, dude, he was still just. People don't – Badass. He's he's a very – I understand prime, but yes.
2: Kobe's an extremely underrated three-point shooter. Yeah, I mean – A lot of people don't consider him up there. Uh, That that commercial you'll need to see that's showing right now is a new Nike commercial that's narrated by Kendrick Lamar that they did. For Kobe, it's It's
3: very, very good. So if you all get a chance, go look that up on YouTube. Um, You can even go back to Kobe's final game of how potent of a shooter that he was. Yeah, Yeah, like – I know so I know he took a lot, all the shots. He did, but, but he but made a hell of man, a lot of them.
2: But for a man that basically, like his doctor straight up told him, his knees are bone on bone. He had no cartilage left at all. And to be able to do that after
3: 20 years in the yeah. NBA, to and, still put up 60
2: in your final he game, was, he was we'll not talk a, about he, that he later.
3: He was not a specimen. He had to train his body yeah, no. and, and sculpt his body to become what he he became throughout his career how effective he was on the court and how how potent of a scorer he was. He he really had to work hard to get his physique chiseled the way that he he needed it to be. A lot of guys are just give God gifted and they just they don't have to do much and they're just you know just cut and and they're they're automatically the way that they should be to, to be you know effective like LeBron James. He's he doesn't have to do much. He's just a specimen. The only two, just because of how great a scorer he is right now,
2: the only two I think could give Kobe and Shaq a run for their money is probably like if you put uh, Kevin Durant and James Harden on a team together against them. I could see them keeping up the pace because those are just two outright scorers. Yeah, Yeah, just just natural scorers. That's tough. Yeah, Yeah.
1: but – but yeah
2: I mean like the dominance and I think you got it the nail on the head James that's perfectly accurate because everybody we did mention else were for the most part perimeter shooters they could drive to the hole but Shaq is not a one-trick pony but he was just he's the most dominant center of all time there's Hakeem you know David Robinson Patrick Ewing I don't give a shit. He'd body Bar- all of them, Charles Barkley.
3: He make them all look stupid. Do a Barkley impersonation,
2: please. Uh, <laughs> I'll do. I'll do a Shaq versus Charles. Right. My Shaq's not that great, but well, Kenny, you don't you don't understand. Me and Kobe was the best one two punch we ever had. The game had ever had, they'd never seen anything like this. Ernie, let, let me let me tell you something. Kobe Bryant scored forty point, fifty point. It don't, it don't matter. It, it see, see the only time you always got to come at me with that right there, Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because you're too damn stupid, and I'm too damn handsome. Uh, like, <laughs> that is the best. Like, oh, the best I love, duo. I love football. is my favorite sport. But inside the NBA is the best fucking sports show. It is entertaining as fuck. so good, dude. I'm like, I'll, watch, I'll oh. watch two basketball teams
3: I don't give a shit about because I know at halftime I'm going to be entertained as fuck. Yeah, they're... Just their personalities. They don't even have to be out of character. They're just themselves and they're so funny.
2: It's because you're too damn ugly. Well, I, was, <laughs> I
1: was watching one of the, they were in the back wrestling one time. Both of them, Shaq and Chuck. Like, yeah, Chuck's a, they're just man. fucking, they're kids, man. They're, they they're are, they're big, big,
3: big kids. Yeah.
1: They're big kids. I love,
3: I love hearing him, him on any type of uh, sports show. Chuck, man, he, he puts on a show and anything he says is hilarious.
1: <laughs> I love it.
2: So, moving on, um, in the '04 4 season, the Lakers starting five. This was towards the end of the Kobe-Shaq era. Do you guys remember who the Lakers got in 2004? I just remember – I
1: I remember uh, the mailman, postman. This this hell, call him along. Call him (laughs) him along. I remember he he finished up his career there, right? Yeah.
2: And and so they got in 2004 – They were calling it, and my football team made the mistake of doing this once. They they were calling it the dream team because it was Kobe Bryant, Gary Payton, uh, Devin George, and Rick Fox shared the the small forward. But then you had Carl Malone and Shaq. And they only won one game in the NBA Finals against the Detroit Pistons with Rip Hamilton, Ben Wallace, Rasheed Wallace. That, that was a, was a good, team. That that good was team. A good team. A good team. Yeah. But that team should not have beat that Laker team. No. I mean. No. Like, and, and so I think what you saw there in 2004 was probably the decline, the infighting between Shaq and Kobe, the feuds coming to a head. That was also the year I, – I know we weren't going to talk about this, but that was also the that entire season – Kobe Bryant was dealing with his court cases oh, yeah, in Colorado. Okay. Yeah, he was doing so that. So there's a lot of shit on Kobe's plate. He underperformed, a lot of people would say, in the NBA Finals. Uh, Shaq was, f- for all intents and purposes, very out of shape and yeah. had put on a lot of weight yep. and was slow. And, you know, th- that's about the time that the, the hack of Shaq was very prominent. Like, just send him to the line because oh, yeah. he ain't going to make shit.
3: He ain't going to make anything. And so that's – because his <laughs> hands are too damn big. He's holding it
2: like – have you ever shot one of those small rubber Fisher-Price yeah, balls it. and like, you can't shoot that thing. That's how Shaq was
1: just launching it into his space. <laughs> yeah. Like he was a freak, but oh boy, I, mean, I think if it was a fucking hula hoop, he couldn't jump it, couldn't shoot it in. Yeah, he, he would he was he hit the top of
3: him. the backboard or just airball the damn thing.
1: And people, like
2: Gary Payton was still a great defensive player, but but him and Karl Malone were both on the ends of their careers yeah. at yeah. that point. Yeah, and so um, Bryant was close closely scrutinized and criticized during the 0405 season with his reputation badly damaged from all that had happened over the previous year. A particularly damaging scenario came from when Phil Jackson wrote in his last in a, in a book that he wrote about that's how much drama was going on. Phil Jackson retired and had to fucking write a book and it was called <laughs> the last season, a team in search of its soul. The book detailed the events of the Lakers tumultuous 0304 season it has several criticisms of Bryant in the book. Jackson called Bryant uncoachable. Do you guys remember hearing about this? Yeah. And this is this is when all the ball hog, uh, you know, Shaq. There was a famous interview Kobe was doing post game, and Shaq just walked up and said, "What's up, Showboat? How you doing, Showboat?" Like you know, just yeah. There was just all kinds well, of it, just turmoil. even at,
3: around that time. One of the good things that happened in the 04 year was when the sexual assault charges got dropped. Yeah, that was a good thing. Absolutely, I was glad and, to see that and go. The, away. You know,
2: that money-hungry. Bitch, you like, just, right? uh, yes, he, he right. made a mistake. He committed adultery. That's the, that's what he committed. That's not a crime. That's, that's what I'm saying. But, um, you know, so he, he was called uncoachable and halfway through the season, uh, then that year, cause the book had came out during the following season, uh, Rudy Tomjanovich was the coach and he had some heart problems. Rudy Tomjanovich was the, was the, the coach, uh, you hear the famous quote, um, the heart of a champion. That, that's Rudy Tomjanovich. And he's, oh, okay. It's when he used to coach the Houston Rockets and Hakeem Olajuwon and Clyde yeah. Drexler. Um, you can never underestimate the heart of a champion. You've all heard that speech. That's who he was. And then he 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 left. And then um, at the time, though Bryant was the league's leading scorer, twenty seven point six points per game, but he was surrounded by a very subpar cast, and the Lakers went thirty four and forty eight and missed the first and missed the playoffs for the first time in over ten years. Is this 0405? Yes. Okay. And so uh you know, missing the playoffs for the first time in over a decade. Uh the year signified a drop in Bryant's overall status in the NBA as he did not make the NBA all-defensive team because he was just more concerned about scoring cuz in that that he didn't have anybody to play with. He was yeah, just he, he wasn't going to pass the ball cuz there was nobody to pass the ball to.
3: Right? Yeah, yeah. but like every great player, he rebounded yeah, you know, for sure. He he scored the 81 points the next season in 06. Yeah. Um, the 2005-2006 season
2: marked a crossroad in Bryant's basketball career. Despite differences with Bryant, it had only been two years since he left. Phil Jackson returned to the Lakers to coach them. Uh, Bryant endorsed the move, and by all appearances, the two men worked together in the second time around, leading the Lakers back to the playoffs. Uh, Bryant individually scored accomplishments, posted results of the finest statistical season of his career. Um, on December 20th, 2005, Bryant scored 62 points in three quarters against the Dallas Mavericks. Entering the fourth quarter, Bryant had outscored the entire Mavericks team 62-61. to 61. Damn, Kobe had 62 points the entire... Dallas Mavericks had sixty-one.
1: We gotta put the Mavs on blast, bro! Shit,
2: <laughs> come on! Hey, hey, y'all are good now. You got the uh, you got the new Kobe Bryant and Luca. Oh man, that boy man. is something special. How How many, he's my favorite player. How
3: many years has he been in the league? Three, three. Yeah, he's twenty-one. Yeah, I thought it was two or three. He's
2: boy. amazing. This is year boy. three for him.
3: Yeah, him, him, and Damian Lillard are my two favorite
2: NBA boy, players. Boy, I
1: tell you what, man, that shot the other what about night? Kawhi.
3: You a big Kawhi guy? <laughs> yeah.
1: Kawhi is
2: weird, bitch. man.
3: He is weird. He's, he's just, just weird. He's just socially awkward. Yeah. You
2: know, a little... I think he's good. I a different. I, 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 I don't know. Like, I I think Luka and Giannis have the potential to be the new Kobe and LeBron.
3: Yeah, Giannis is a beast. Like, Giannis could be like the new LeBron, and Luka seems like Kobe yeah, Bryant. It, it seems like there's a changing of the guard with the Every type 10 years, of talent, man, that's coming in. And yep. it's, it's, I mean, Steph Curry, Steph Curry, is still amazing, but... Yeah, we're we're kind of seeing a, a another another side to the new talent rolling in. It's, it's going to be interesting. The next what five or ten years, see what they do. Mm-hmm. And on Jan- January two
2: thousand six, Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal played each other for the first time in Christmas.
1: I remember it was a Christmas game. It was
2: a that, Lakers always played the Heat on Christmas Day.
1: I just remember sitting there watching it. I was like, "Are they going to watching change?
2: basketball they, on Christmas?" Day And they Day had fun. So, they so were awesome. joking and laughing. Yeah, and it was like, "Hey, yeah, we can finally get along because we don't play together no more." <laughs> Do you uh, guys love basketball on Christmas? Yeah, that's yeah. yeah it's like
1: yeah, sorry. I, mean, I
3: kind of I was looking at the next thing to
2: talk like about, but the, I, like, I did hear you. It's like
1: things, It's like having <laughs> football on Thanksgiving. It, gotta, yeah, it's kind of yeah. it gives you
3: that that nostalgic feeling of sports. During the holidays, like, you know, you, you always put football in Thanksgiving, you know, or above everything else. But when when Christmas rolls around, you really don't have anything but basketball. And basketball, to me, is is just as big as is football in November when Thanksgiving rolls around. Yeah,
2: to me, the Lakers playing on Christmas is like, you know, the Cowboys playing on Thanksgiving. It's always going to happen. Uh, the only thing that sucks is they, they took uh, the... The heat game away like the, the the contract fell through for them to not play so it's always a random team now but the lakers will always play on christmas and that's
3: important we got to see the purple and gold out there they're I my know, I, I, was- I, I told joseph when lebron came to la i became a lakers fan because you're a
2: big lebron fan
3: i was i've kind of and i think that's
2: because of his bit.
3: political stance he just kind of gets a little bit too emotional and, and at times and- i love him as a player as a person he's a great guy and he's a phenomenal human being. I he's, think he's yeah, got. He, I think he's got a great heart. He's, he's a great, great role model. Like if yes, kids I agree. need. He is
2: probably the picture perfect. Him and Dwayne Wade. Like I love LeBron James as far as like look what he did for those kids and building that school and things like that. He's really been the
3: opposite of Michael Jordan in that aspect. He's
2: he's rela- like he doesn't like. Michael was kind of like get these fucking kids away from me. It's like <laughs> I, I don't
3: I don't I play basketball. I'm not a politician. I'm not, you know, an, an ambassador to the world. I'm just, I'm just a ball player. But it was different then. Mm-hmm. It was different back in the '90s and in the '80s. There was
2: no social media to have social justice issues become so right. prevalent. So, and I'm not saying LeBron's doing anything wrong by any means. I'm just saying he, he's doing his duty. He and and the, I th- I think that's great when an athlete uses their platform. I just think sometimes there are situations that happen in this country that a lot of athletes are quick to judge to go straight to the microphone or Twitter. Not. And I know that my, how that can be construed. And if you're listening, I do not mean anything against black lives matter. Like obviously equality and it's 2020. We need to all get along. Like I hate it. I'm disgusted by some of the things that I see, but as far as you're, you are an athlete, there are people in places of power. And that's the thing that sucks that athletes feel like they have to
1: speak up because nobody else is fucking doing it. You know what I mean? I mean that's I mean you you're on that center stage. And that I mean you it's not a, I want to say an obligation, you know, but you're there. It really kind of is though. But you're there. You, you got to start. A voice for the voiceless, yeah. right? Yeah, you got to start somewhere and that's where if you like you know, if you don't use it then you're just kind of you're just sitting about you know, if you, you mean, don't use it, you lose it. Yeah, well yeah. <laughs> and then like you but the thing about it is like you go you, when they go to Twitter and they bitch about it, it's like well, yeah, you can sit there and bitch about everything on social media, but until you get on the mic and you actually say something and stand up.
3: These then... players these days don't really have a choice. They have to step up and use their platform to influence the masses. They have to have have the voice that can change the world. I and just, spark the mind that can change the world. I, and you know, I've never been a professional
2: athlete. You know, big surprise. But my thing is, I feel like you're playing with fire because there are chances. I mean, I hate what happened to Colin Kaepernick. He he lost a lot of endorsements and then got it back, right? Like, Nike yeah. supported and him, he but he did lose NFL, other. He got a big settlement from the NFL. He did
3: lose so. other endorsements, and it's like, man, you know, what's. What? That's, I mean, the, Apple influence, stores, the, Af- the influence you're going to have with your voice outweighs the well, amount that you're going to lose financially. In the long what's run his
1: name, uh, the Goodell, uh, no, What's his name The commissioner Goodell NFL commissioner What's his name Roger Goodell he, he finally mentioned Something the other day Saying hey That was the dumbest Fucking quote Like no shit Motherfucker Yeah he like, said, he said <laughs> Go figure Yeah you he, he said you He should have been listening Yeah he said We should have been listening A long time ago Yeah right? you should have
2: Yeah you should have Hindsight's twenty twenty eight. Hey, <laughs> did you enjoy doing that NFL draft from your basement that looked like some Zapruder oh, film?
3: Have you you got to watch the YouTube videos of like all the things that Dave Portnoy has done over the years to shame Roger Goodell. He absolutely hates Goodell. I can't it is fucking it, hilarious. Right? I can't say. <laughs> you know what? A lot of people hate Portnoy. I like him. I love him. He's an arrogant asshole, but he is. Just like one of us, he worked his ass off to be where he Did is today. Did you see that video when he was out there interviewing that Yeah, liberal, yeah, yeah. We yeah, were that talking about a liberal today. kid,
2: and he was, like, he was <laughs> like, Fuck yeah. He goes, he goes, he goes like, so uh,
3: you don't like the rich? <laughs> He's like, Well, I'm rich as fuck. I'm rich as fuck. Have <laughs> <laughs> you ever been to, what was it, Pop- Nantucket. Nantucket? Nantucket. You ever Nantucket. been to Nantucket? <laughs> <laughs> Nantucket? It's
1: gorgeous. It's gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> Portland
3: loves Nantucket.
1: I love it, man. God, I love that guy. God. I love him too. Man. I know you might be arrogant as shit and everything, but God. I wish I could be like that. Like really, I really yeah. do. I wish we
3: would have started a company or some type of like Bomb City Locker but, Room Talk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, years and years ago. Yeah. But
1: he's uh, like he's always like, Yeah, I'm rich as fuck. Good. I'm glad dude, yeah, like praise it. It's all good. Oh
3: yeah. Like people that
2: say money can't buy happiness have never been poor. I'm sorry, you just haven't. i yeah, give
3: me some money, please. I'll be happy
2: <laughs> yeah, tonight. It, be, it brings
3: uh, comfortability uh, in uh, your life. Uh, you don't have to worry. Inconvenience. Hey, you don't have to go to
1: a bullshit uh, 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 job. I'm not going to lie to you. Waste your
3: time.
2: Time. If, that's the that's, biggest. That's thing.
1: yeah. You have your time back. If we're all sitting on a boat, I don't think we're going to be that depressed, are we? Nope. No. <laughs> no. Not at all. <laughs> not at all.
2: You You mean to tell me I could I could just get on a jet and go to Ireland for the weekend right? and instead of going sit on an ambulance for four days out of the week for twelve hours at yeah. a time. Yeah, I'm going to be pretty fucking happy. Yeah, no <laughs> shit, right? Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Shut up. Money is the root of all evil. No, it isn't. I mean, it money, is, Money. It's not. I mean,
3: it could be if, if you're an idiot. If you're an idiot with it. Well, all yeah, right. Yeah. Back exactly. on Kobe. Yep.
2: So and an, an, a moment happened on January 22nd, and I was reading this, and I was like, I knew it happened in January, and when I was getting the Google Doc ready, I was like, please, for the love of God, tell me this was not. It was a week before, you know january 29th is when kobe passed away but on january 22nd 2006 kobe bryant played the toronto raptors and poor shitty ass jalen rose uh <laughs> had to guard him God. <laughs> i do not like him as an analyst probably. i don't either and i don't like his wife either are they married molly from first take that's his girlfriend did really? you know that i did not know that yep they've wow. been together for like six years uh anyway, he had to yeah. guard he had to guard Kobe and
3: Kobe scored eighty one on his bitch ass. <laughs> only Wilt Chamberlain's hundred point game in nineteen sixty two tops that performance. Do you guys think either of those will ever be broken? Man, it's hard. I don't know.
1: I, I can think see somebody that, I maybe think
3: just going off and getting
2: the, like eighty three. I can
3: yeah, eighties, yes.
1: I think the only person that probably would come close is Harden. Harden would probably come close to it. Dude,
2: the guy that's playing right now on this TV behind us, I think, is probably could do it. Damian Lillard.
1: I I mean, I think so, but he still needs. But he's a
2: point guard. Most point guards aren't like this. It has to be. It'd probably be a shooting guard. Luca, maybe.
1: Yeah, but I think with him. Kevin Durant? He needs maybe one or two more guys just to get it spread out. And so he could have those easy one on ones and easy shots. Yeah, for sure. That's what. I mean, because, I mean, he's the main factor. Mm -hmm. I mean, so they're going to. As soon as he drives, they're gonna f- come and grab him. So, I mean, that's why. I mean, I I could see it. I really can. Just he's gonna have to get a couple more guys, and I hope that happens. Yeah. I, I mean, you always. I mean, it's good to always have those records, but it's always good to see him challenge and broken.
2: So I got kind of sidetracked. We're watching the Lakers play the, the
1: uh, Trailblazers <laughs>
2: right now, and the Lakers are just kicking the shit out of them. They're actually um, playing like a number one seed. It's kind of cool seeing. Carmelo and LeBron go at each other because they're guarding each other tonight and like they got drafted on the same night and just to see them really? go at each other's throats. No, Carmelo came the year before. Year before, right? Year before. Uh because he won uh yeah, he or no, the, LeBron came the year before because uh Carmelo played in Syracuse. the national championship at Syracuse. Yeah, I was about to say, right? But okay. I mean they, they around that time. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe they did. I think they're both in year
1: seventeen. I don't know,
3: but I just remember I just remember Carmelo being in
2: Syracuse and winning the national win,
1: championship, yeah, whooping the ass too. So. Man,
3: twenty-two point lead, yeah, it, with four minutes, five minutes left in the second. Well, you quarter. mentioned Kevin Durant earlier, yeah. He's like the biggest like snake. No, <laughs> <laughs> I I
2: I hated that all that that thing that went down because Russell Westbrook was slowly becoming my second favorite player mm-hmm. behind Kobe. Yeah, and. Even I don't really like care for him that much anymore. But after all the stuff that's happened, and you know, it's funny that they bitched, He bitched about loyalty, and then he just goes to play in Houston with James Harden, and it's like I, I just don't like the way the state the state of the NBA is today. Right? Like Kobe it's, played for twenty
3: years. Michael just played for Chicago until he just couldn't get enough of the game, and you know, Chicago wouldn't sign his old ass, so he went to the Washington Wizards. And it's like when when things aren't going your way, and you're not successful, or you don't like the organization. It's okay to just jump ship, and that's not how basketball used to be. Chase titles, yeah, chase titles, chase super teams, dream teams that you're trying to construct. Like, it's just not fair. It's not cool. Shaq didn't. I've still. It waters down the game. game. I Shaq didn't go chase a championship, you know, because he had Penny. They were in the Eastern
2: Conference Finals. Michael retired the year after that. They it could have been theirs. Shaq didn't go
3: chase a championship. Shaq chased a check. If he would have, well, maybe him and Horace Grant could have played together. If but you but do you know what I mean? Like They could have had a little super Shaq team there. chased money.
2: That's what basketball players did back in the day. They went where the money was, and that's what Shaq did. And it just so happened to work out that the Lakers ended up getting Kobe, and they did win, and Phil. But th- it's just not like – they wasn't like that back then. Like and here's Super the thing. teams. Here's and- the
3: thing. Everybody is friends with everybody. Back when we were younger and watching the NBA growing up, there were guys that – Fucking hated each other. They couldn't stand each other. They couldn't stand to look at each other. Mm -hmm. And they took their anger out on the court, and they were physical as hell in every game. And...
0: Yeah, Kobe Bryant
3: and Reggie Miller hated each other. It's not like that anymore.
2: Guys don't hate each other.
1: I was about to say they got a fist fight. And and the
2: bad thing is Kobe that that prep school in Lower Marion was shown because Kobe don't have hands. I'm sorry, (laughs) (laughs) he did not have hands. Hey, he was hitting air, bro. (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) but so was Reggie Miller. Thank God. (laughs) But that's the thing. Two sissy fights. (laughs) There's there's no
1: way that like just because Reggie Miller just got on your fucking. Oh yeah, everybody hated him. But, but.
3: I would say this. I bet Kobe could have whooped ass at the late end of his career just because of his attitude. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he did not like the the trending of the NBA. I think personally, he had probably had some issues with with the way it's trended the past, you know, five or eight years.
2: You'd have to, right? You play for one team for twenty years. He's like, motherfucker, I'm out here with it's Jordan Farmar <laughs> at my point guard, and you know, y'all are all chasing titles, and I'm still just like here.
3: Yeah. I mean, he was the highest played player at it's that kinda time. Like, though it's kind of like rap. You know, you have these old school rappers that just can't connect, can't can't get an ear on the beat that's coming out these days with the new talent.
1: Same thing, thing over, it, and, over and over and <laughs> over.
3: I mean, it's just like, I guess, when our parents... Turn it down. It's too loud. <laughs> what is this trash you're listening to? And that's how I am today. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just human nature, but, but it, it isn't the same. It's not as good or as physical. And I, will, I don't like that. I will say the
2: last 2 NBA seasons have been very good and like they're getting physical again and they're they're sitting here bitching and going at each other's throats
3: and I like it. This is this is basketball right here. That's how basketball should be played. It should be physical. It should be, you know, body on body, rough and tough. Dwight Howard's out there, he likes it. But the perimeter, I think the perimeter shooting has really killed the game. The finesse aspect has really driven the physicality out of the game which I'm not a huge fan of. Well, yeah, I
1: mean, because I mean, when I coach my middle school kids, man, that's all they want to do is shoot, shoot three. Shoot, shoot yeah, three. I'm like shoot the J. I told, <laughs> shoot it, shoot it. <laughs> I remember one kid. I was like, if you shoot a three, I will bench you, and he did. because he, they I, need to learn those well, fundamentals. Oh yeah. Well, here's the thing. He made it. I called timeout. I said, you're off. you goes, but I made it. I, said, I, don't,
2: I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I told you not to. We need to work on the fundamentals. And you know, when you drive to the basket, guess what happens? The three opens up. It That's what the triangle offense was. In space, right? You know, ball distribution. Get the ball around. Get it down to the big guy down in the middle, and then kick it out when you're trying to go to the hole. Right. right. And exactly. that frees open a shot. Don't just go just jack up. You know, I like Steph
3: Curry, but he's part of the problem with that shit. Yeah. to I mean, him, him well, and Clay Thompson. Even, I mean, Kevin Durant too, to a degree. I mean, he's just. I mean, he's just a sharpshooter, man. It's amazing how he can he can hit a three from any depth on the floor. But yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the direction the NBA has trended. I mean, yeah. it's still, it's still great, it's still entertaining, but kind of like the the NFL as well. I mean, that's a rabbit hole we'll go down another day. Yeah, uh, moving back to Kobe in 2008,
2: things started to change. He went back to the NBA Finals and defeated Dwight Howard in the Orlando Magic to win his fourth NBA championship. Uh, he finally kind of got that off the monkey off his back to to to. Uh, go in and, and win one without Shaq. That was, like, always the thing. Can Kobe win one without Shaq? And he finally did it. Yeah. What's up, Aaron?
1: Oh, no, yeah. I mean, but, you know, it was awesome, too. Like I said, I, that 2008 Team USA, that Beijing team, man, they were fun to watch, mm-hmm. that, that Olympic team, man. I know I mentioned it earlier, you know, whenever he got to coach, you know, kind of, well, not coach, but, you know, mentor those but man that team was so much fun and, to watch.
2: And what a year for him, right? Like right. wins NBA champion, wins NBA Finals MVP yeah, exactly. and then and then 6 months later goes and wins a, <laughs> an Olympic gold medal. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like that is that right there is freaking awesome. Like right? that that's a like that's
2: if if you were in any sport, you know, those accomplishments right there like basketball, if that if that's what we're talking about, that as a kid that's that's retireability right there. You did right. everything you could ever hope to accomplish.
1: I don't like. I know. I don't think we've. I don't know if anybody's ever mentioned like what would be better: winning the final or winning a gold medal with for your country. I think that
2: would be better, man. I, don't, I, yeah, I really you know, do.
1: That's, that's a tough. I mean, because you beat. Tough. You beat.
2: Now, granted, basketball is different because we really do have the <laughs> best players on the planet <laughs> in America. Right. Yeah. But like games, like I mean, there's some badass Korean baseball teams. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's you know we, we are the worst soccer team on the planet. Hey, you know hey, what I mean? Hey, hey, oh yeah. Yeah, 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 we just are. I'm sorry. Like physically, what, we what are. about women?
1: The women? Don't oh women? Not, not, no, no, <laughs> Those bitches are badass. Yeah, yeah. I love they them. they're amazing. I love oh them. yeah, they, they are. But
2: I, but Alex yeah, Morgan? like to, mm. to win, there's, yeah, to yeah. win for your country. Mm -hmm. and say, we're better than anybody else on the planet.
3: That's something. Right. There's something up and beyond special about winning a gold medal in the Olympics as a United States citizen. I love this camera. For your country. How they do the
2: side camera here. Oh, yeah. It's so cool. Especially especially when they come down the court.
3: I wish they would keep it more like that, but yeah. But gold, I mean... I think, I mean, as an American, as someone that that loves this Caruso. country, I think I would rather win a gold medal for my country Hands than win down. NBA finals.
2: Yeah, you know, I I wish more people like how you know football, the game of soccer, is everywhere. Right? I wish American football was everywhere because I'd love to see American football played in the Olympics. I think that'd be amazing. Oh, no, we kicked their ass. Oh, we beat the fuck out <laughs> them. <laughs> uh, who the is there? Japanese team. Uh, uh, um, USA defeated Siberia five hundred and ten to seven, <laughs> and then they won the the gold medal, <laughs> defeating Iran
3: oh, two twelve to fourteen. <laughs> like, it would, would destroy it. It would be lopsided, just like how soccer how basketball, is. and basketball is. Most of the time, soccer. Sometimes we're competitive in the World Cup, but a lot of times we get annihilated. The women, of course, it's, are elite.
2: Yeah, they're great because not a lot of...
3: We have a lot of... Uh, the the women here
2: have been able to have that freedom where women can play a sport right for a long, long time. it's not possible. And that's why we're so good at it, right? Which vice versa, that makes sense for the men. Not a lot of men... Like, soccer in America didn't become popular until the 60s. They've been playing that shit in Africa since the 1500s. You know what I mean? Like, soccer's right. old. Maybe not that old, but... You know what I mean. It's like, definitely the it number one worldwide sport. And I know you goes, the guys don't love it, but it is it is very competitive. And I love World Cup when it comes around. It's oh, I, lo- most, I love the you know, World Cup, but yes. like
3: otherwise, it's just hard for me to get it into. Because
2: there's so many different divisions, and yeah. it's, it's hard well, to keep track. Yeah, You're like, okay, Messi plays for who? Okay, he won... The they won the championship. Well, confusing. no, not really. Like there's twelve different like, championships.
3: He's <laughs> Pin- a bigger. He's a bigger soccer fan, and, and you two should get together sometime. We and should talk do. Soccer we we should. We should talk soccer on a hype episode once.
1: I'm down because he I love soccer. it. I really do. It's you know, especially the European League. I mean, I love it, man. You know, MOS ML, is still good too. I mean, it's not terrible soccer. I mean, it's. it's I've, it's just not like European soccer. Like football right. is football
2: to me. But mm-hmm. when I'm talking to people that that's all they watch, yeah. like if I'm talking to somebody that all they watch is soccer, I'll call it football because that's football. what it is to them. Yeah. You know what
3: I mean? I appreciate yeah. it. And I, I recognize it as the leading sport in the world. I just wish I was more into it. And maybe I will. You should, man. All it's, right, we gotta it's,
2: get, it's really fun. Get back to Kobe. All Kobe, right. Kobe. Kobe. Back, back on Kobe. Uh, so, you know, he won those back-to-back titles. Um, and then after that, the 2010 season is when things kind of started to go down for Kobe. On April 13th or April 12th, 2013, uh, Kobe tore his Achilles tendon, and that was pretty much the start of his decline. Yeah, yeah. against um,
3: Golden State,
2: many injuries, and and you know what? We're going to talk about that for a second because we see a lot of, and especially we'll keep it NBA to keep it quick, but a lot of. Uh, NBA players like to flop nowadays. Oh, yeah. LeBron had to get carried off for cramps. Right. Kobe tore his Achilles tendon and walked. Off. Got up, made two free throws, and walked off the court. Yep. And, and, and like that, I, I told you Kobe Bryant's more than a person. At that point, that Mamba mentality, that's what it was. He's a lifestyle, just like you said. Like that, that right. is, that's like, that's, yeah, I mean, I don't give a shit. I'm here. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a man about it.
1: I mean, I, I, I mean, I hope to God I never a tear my, Achilles. I mean, for what I understand, it's fucking awful. Oh yeah, because basically fucking it's like a rubber band shooting right yeah, up your calf. Yeah, exactly. Like it's awful. Back, is,
3: yeah, back in the day that would have been a, a oh my a god, like this indie Thinking injury. about
1: it just makes me cringe, man. Like, and but, I don't know why it says yeah.
3: tour here. It was straight up ruptured. He
2: ruptured yeah, yeah. his Achilles. It was and completely. That's split. the thing.
1: To get back, like, oh, I gotta still shoot two free throws. Like, there's no way. I, know, I mean, my, in my mind, said there's no way I could have done it. No way. But um, Kobe, yeah. yeah. And that's why I respect the hell out of the man always. And that was the start
2: of multiple injuries over the next several seasons, including a knee fracture and a torn rotator cuff that he underwent season-ending surgery under for in 2015. And then he came back at the start of the 2015-2016 season. Bryant suffered a calf injury, and on November 29th, He wrote the infamous poem, Dear Basketball, on the Mm -hmm. Players' Tribune that you guys heard earlier on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kobe did not play much in the following weeks to his final game. In his final game that was at home in L.A. against the Utah Jazz. Now, I wrote this in here. Remember what we talked about on Kobe's rookie year when Shaq fouled out and Kobe went in? Yeah. How fitting is it that Kobe's last game as a rookie – was against the Utah Jazz where he airballed four times (laughs) and they lost. Wow. And his last game, I've never heard anybody compare this at all. I haven't seen this yet. And his last game as a professional athlete was against the Utah Jazz, and he went out and scored 60 points in what most people
3: consider the greatest final game performance in any sport. It was. I remember being at your house and watching it.
1: And he he shot the last – his his his
2: last play of his career okay, hold on, was an
3: assist.
1: Okay, I remember. All yeah,
2: right. he 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 uh, he uh, went in and he made two free throws to make. It was, he had fifty eight points. He made two free throws because he got fouled. Because Utah, it was a competitive game. Utah yeah. was trying to come back. Well, but, Utah uh, was up the entire game until the last three minutes and L.A. took the lead, and they were trying to hold on to the lead, and Kobe Bryant uh, got fouled and went up and had 58 points and made free throws, 59 and 60, and then went down. They got a rebound from a missed shot, and Kobe, to avoid getting fouled again, threw the ball all the way from down court uh, to Jordan Clarkson, who dunked it, and so Kobe Bryant, who got told to pass his entire career, his final play was an assist to end his career. And then they, they went ahead and the Jazz called a timeout and they took Kobe out of the game and they got the standing ovation and whatnot. And the rest is history. But, you know, that is probably – I didn't realize that until I was looking up all these career highlights. That is probably the most Kobe Bryant thing I've ever heard. Oh, that, definitely. That that he went 20 years and he was like, you know what? And you know what? He probably even remembered that shit. He was like, yeah, these motherfuckers, I missed four shots. I'm missing shit tonight. <laughs> and you know uh, what?
3: Going back to his injury – he he broke a bone in his left knee in a game against the Memphis Grizzlies and was out for 6 weeks. People forget that as well. In 2013 after he came back from his torn Achilles. Like the dude was just an absolute warrior. Yeah. And his, and, his mental strength, mental toughness is unbelievable. And that
2: game, man, like it felt like and, and as a Lakers fan, like think about it, right? I've I'm a, that's my team, right? We had not won a playoff game since 2012. Mm-hmm. We hadn't won a Series since 2010 when we won the finals. So and this is 2016. It, yeah, it had been four like, years since we won really anything, and it felt like we just won the NBA championship because the the whole place was rocking. George Lopez, Kanye West, Snoop Dogg, Shaq, everybody
3: was there. His every kids. LA legend, his kid, yeah, Jack Nick- Nicholson. <laughs> oh yeah,
2: every game, Jack Nicholson. Yeah, every every game he was there, and and that's the one thing I want to end on his career of playing was his two his two oldest daughters Natalia and Gianna they never really got to see they they were young when dad was a badass oh, yeah. right like when Kobe won his last championship Gianna was three years old mm-hmm. they didn't know how dad good dad was right right and so they kept showing the camera on Vanessa Natalia and Gianna and Capri or maybe as Bianca Capri wasn't born yet, but they kept showing the camera on his family, and Gianna was just like, "Oh my god!" Like just going crazy. They had never seen Dad play like that before because he they really hadn't because oh, yeah. he had been injured so and, much. And, and yeah, and and like I think that's so cool. Yeah, that they at least, and especially Natalia, being you know 16 years old now, and and losing her sister, that they were best friends, and to like, to, to man. and we'll talk about that here in just a second but just to, i'm glad that those children got to experience dad being what everybody knows their dad for
3: being mm-hmm. instead of just dad Yeah, for one night they got to see that right i mean that's I, they'll always remember that and it's cool that they'll always have it documented through video and, exactly and everything like that i mean he had rotator cuff issues he the list goes on and on with all the injuries yeah. that he suffered,
1: the, the only player that I can say that kind of comes close to having a, a night like that, Peyton Manning. Well, yeah. Yeah, my bad. No, I
2: thought that's who you were going to say. No, actually, Derek Jeter. Yeah,
1: And his final game, he hit the he hit a he hit a walk off.
2: It was a home run to win. What it wasn't a no, grand slam. No, just was a
1: walk off single. In uh, in part. Just a walk off well, just a walk off hit. Walk for, off hit to yeah. to yeah. run. Yeah, yeah hit, just yeah. To, to end his to end his career.
3: Yeah, that, that was wasn't so a cool. strikeout. It oh, yeah. wasn't a pop fly. It was a hit.
1: It was a hit and it was a that's walk cool. off. Yeah, it was, well yeah, and that's it's just one of those things that you know Absolutely that he's good, gonna remember forever. It's good yeah, it's good to see, you know, like And you he know.
2: and he was a part of that era, you know, Jeter oh, yeah. and Kobe. They were like the 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 badasses of their sports Shit. at the time.
1: Every, yeah, every time you watch Sports Center, that's where it was at.
2: It was either Jeter or Kobe. <laughs> Somebody was talking about <laughs> it. okay, right? who did whose highlight is it tonight? All right. And that's and, what I'll
3: miss the most. I know you will, Joseph, being the biggest Kobe fan of all. Like oh, just man. You know, waking up every morning and watching the highlights, of and hearing yeah, and listening and, and the recap of the games from the night before. Even yeah. though you watch the whole game, like it's just cool. I remember to relive it. I got to see his second to last game. Brianna got us tickets to go
2: see them play the Oklahoma City Thunder in Oklahoma, and mm-hmm. Kobe only had uh, he played 15 minutes and only had 12 points, but um, the game wasn't even. I was so kind of beside myself because on the way to the game, we were leaving our hotel. And we were going to get there earlier and drink, right? Yeah. And we were driving. And I got to show you the video. I've got to find it on my old phone somewhere. And I think it's on Facebook too. But uh, Aaron, we were driving downtown Oklahoma City. And there's this fucking nice-ass hotel. And there's a line of all these fans outside this hotel. And they're all wearing Lakers shit. And I was like, babe, do you think there's a chance that he's still there? And she was like, I don't know. I was like, well, let's go see. And we turned the car around. And all these fans were lined out this way, right? But nobody was on the other side of the door yet. Yeah. There was like a small line starting up for And we went over there, and we were like right in front of the door. And sure as shit, here come the Lakers. They all walk out. Oh, shit. And Kobe oh, Bryant man. comes right out. And like, I, you know, I was, when was this, 2016? And I was, this was four years ago, so I was tw- 28, 28. But,
3: dude, I was fucking 15 yeah, again. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I was like. Kobe, thank you. So you thank got you, you got to get out of your car and park and actually like walk I was up there. there.
2: I saw him. I basically I practically met him because he was right there That's and he awesome. walked right in front of me. God, man. and
3: I got it on camera and
2: filmed it, and it was I was 15 years old again, yeah. and, and oh, like yeah. and and I told oh, Brianna God. when all that all this that we're fixing to talk about to end the podcast happened, I was I was kind of like, man, I, well, at least I got to meet him finally.
0: Oh, yeah. you, you
3: get
2: know.
1: to see your hero, man. Like. Nothing beats more than getting to see your hero.
2: And it, it was a great moment. Yeah. And real quick before we talk about the last thing, I want to talk about, I know you guys probably didn't know too much about her, but at 14 years old, Gianna Bryant was her father on the court. Like the little attitude she had she when she got didn't. fouled and just like seeing her highlights was, and just yeah. seeing dad over there in the corner coaching her. That's... That's the one thing that I hate because Kobe was gone, but she could have. And I'm not. This is no diss to the WNBA, but it is not. It is not the most no, followed yes. followed sport, right? But she would have been the
3: biggest star. No she doubt. could have
2: brought that shit back, right? Oh, people dude. people would have tuned in to see. Oh yeah, Gianna Bryant play, and and she was probably going to get a full ride to UConn. Which is probably the best women's basketball yep. team right now. Still,
3: yeah, and still, yeah,
2: and like she, she just could have. It just sucks. That's that's what I hate more than anything. I I hate that he's gone, but the fact that she left too, uh, that, it's terrible. You know, and that's yeah, that's the I, you know
1: nothing. Like I said, nothing's worse. I mean, I, I you know don't get me Yes, I, I shed tears for Kobe, but I shed a lot. I think I shed more tears for her. Right, because that's it's, it's just so young, and you have like just watching her videos and watching her, you know, her passion. Pa- her, like she,
3: emulated her game after her father. I mean, it was yeah. it was beautiful. Like
1: yeah, like there's nothing more better than a a father daughter relationship. Exactly. Like golly, like, you always see the father son. That's, that's, that's but- perfect. That is a perfect relationship. And you know, to be taken like that, you're like, damn, man, like. Yeah. It's just, it, man, you just don't know.
2: And so the final thing to talk about, obviously the whole reason we did this podcast, um, 2020 has been a f- <laughs> terrible, terrible year. Terrible. Uh, and it's oh, really? an under us. Yeah. Under- it, it all. Keep going. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> keep going, It started man. with some fires in Australia and then. Yep. God. On January 29th, 2020, at approximately 9.06 a.m., Kobe Bryant, alongside his 13-year-old daughter Gianna, with six family friends and a pilot of a Sikorsky S-76 helicopter, crashed outside of Calabasas, California, and there were no survivors. Um, Man. They were on their way to a, uh, a basketball camp for the team that Gianna played on, and she had brought her friends, because Dad flies in a helicopter, and... He always did that. He did that for the majority of his career once he got the money to, to avoid uh, traffic from getting from Santa Monica to the Staples Center. Right. Um, he flew in helicopter, and apparently he had flown with this pilot many, 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 many times before. Um, I remember seeing video footage of the weather that day, and it was very foggy. And as a paramedic, that I was a flight paramedic for a bit, and um, those are definitely not conditions. You, they, sh- they should not have been flying. Yeah, at, yeah, that morning. Right, I mean, and
3: most of the um, local uh, police department choppers were grounded that day. Yeah, they, they weren't even going anywhere. They were not there going were multiple anywhere. flights that were canceled out of LAX that mm-hmm.
2: day on smaller aircraft that weren't 747 because the ceiling was too low. And it's just, I, I hope and pray that it never comes out. I don't think it's even possible at this point that it can because everybody on that aircraft is deceased. But I hope that it wasn't a scenario where Kobe was egging on to take the flight that's that's the one thing that i i hope and pray right i is that I it was just it was just a a thing where they got on and had no kind of idea that was what was happening and i,
3: I really think that it was a judgment on the pilot i'm who, just going who, who 20 minutes away who determined you know i've got kobe here his daughter other teammates of the team other parents of the team and we're not going far we're not going far this is very important to them i've got to i've got to do this this is my mission to make this happen for them and and i admired you know the fact that he he had that passion and the will to do it but he should have been smarter and realized hey these conditions are not appropriate for me to lift this chopper the into the air i
2: don't blame anybody i don't i just don't like i've i lost you know in in 2000 17, I lost three friends to a, a crash at the facility that I worked for. And, and I don't blame anybody on that flight then. And I don't blame anybody on, on Kobe's. I don't blame the pilot. I just wish better decisions would have been made. Right. And it, it, it sucks. And it's it's sad. And we are left here with like what could have been. Like I think Kobe was just – and you've heard multiple people say this from celebrities and everything. Kobe was just starting – starting the second chapter of his life. He was. He his was career. only, what,
3: 41, 42? Uh, 40 41 when he 41. died. 41. 42. He'd have been
2: 42 yesterday. Yesterday, right. And and so, like, he was... <sighs> but he had won an Oscar, and he had made this short film, and he wrote a... Basically, he loved reading Harry Potter to his daughter so much every night. Like, they were big Harry Potter fans, his whole family. He helped... He got a writer, gave an idea to a, a, a publisher about an idea of a wizard that uses sports, and they made a book. There's three or there's two books.
3: How cool would that have been, man? There's two books that are out right now that Kobe Bryant helped make. And to continue that series would have been awesome. You know, he contributed to, to the ones that are out there, but think about how much that could have grown and blossomed into, you know, something that she could have done with her daughter or son mm-hmm. when she grew up.
1: That's... Yeah, you know? I've always... The one thing I've always... I've I felt that we're gonna lose, especially with the NBA. You know, man, it's just the humbleness he had. You know, and he needed to be there for a lot of those. You know, well, he. I mean, he, I mean, I know he still is, and but it could be more teach these young people how to be more humble. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's like it's you know like right. it's not about the money. It's not about. You know your house or anything like that, man. It's just it's about the mama mentality. Yeah, it's what, just,
2: what well, you what you're gonna
3: leave for this
1: earth. Exactly, and did I you think, and
3: did you leave it all out there? Lost a great educator to and, the and, game. And, and
1: I think that's that's the one thing, man. You know, like I know you can sit there and listen to it, and I, I hope I hope these young people, you know, I hope. I mean, even me. I mean, I know I, I still listen to it and everything like that, but to apply it, man, you know, yes. and that's the thing. with like, Applications. I, so. And I,
2: I'm trying. Like I just had shoulder, shoulder surgery this year, but like, especially now, and I've always kind of thought about that mentality. Like I want to get back in the gym. I want to do better, and I want to do these things. But especially now, it has it holds more weight because I I, I truly take what his what he said to heart. You yeah. know. Right. So, real quick in closing, do you guys
3: have any last final thoughts on Kobe Bryant? I just want to say it's hard to put it into words but he's um he's an icon a legendary figure that will never be replaced will never be replicated he's he's one of those guys that touches people beyond his death and will continue to for years to come it's never going to stop his influence is going to live on his, his dream his his, his mentality it's going to live in every one of his fans every one of his teammates, every one of his children, his wife, all of his family, and it's just beautiful to know that that will live on and that will not die. That will that will be a testimony to his legacy and to everything that he's left behind.
2: Very, very well said. Aaron, do you have anything?
1: Uh, you know, man, here's just one thing that I, you know, one of the quotes that I've seen. I mean, I know he has many, many quotes, but. You know, I I know what we're going through 2020 right now. This really, you know, puts it all in perspective. Everything negative, pressure, challenges is all an opportunity for me to rise. Like,
2: it's beautiful. Like,
1: like, I mean, man, that's just perfectly said. Like, no matter how bad it gets, no matter how shitty things can get in life or hit rock bottom, man, like, you you're gonna there's no way there's no other up than go you know than go up that's the and only way to do for sure and I, I think that I mean from him to say that man like you're like you're right you you're completely right as much you know as like you said you see him through injury you see him through pain God it, it, he never stopped he never stopped and shit man just like ah uh, I just like I said and it's. Like I, I know, for me, you know, I'm going to always show my kids who Kobe was, no matter what, you know, and and for you know, and especially the younger, you know, the younger people that I coach, you know, the mama mentality, man, that's all yeah, that's it is. They can apply it to any sport.
3: Yeah. Any sport. Uh, anything, it's applicable. Yeah, Even if you're a, a burger flipper at <laughs> at Sonic or, or McDonald's, you, you give your 100 percent and give your
2: all. You you're going to be successful. One, yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: I had, uh, you know, as being the
2: resident Bomb City Locker Room Talk Kobe fan, I uh, this podcast meant a lot to me. And I can't believe I did not get emotional this entire time. But I, cu- I was having a hard time trying to figure out what I was going to say. We, we honestly, mean James took a bet on it. <laughs> if I was going to cry. I was like, damn. Well. And I haven't yet. <laughs> hey, you <did> but good. <laughs> I couldn't figure out what to say. Yeah. But about five hours ago, you know, that we talked about the Players Tribune, right? Where all the player yeah, athletes can go on there. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday was Kobe's birthday and today's Kobe Day. Uh, I think the best way to end this podcast, um, somebody that you can see who has been visually affected by this ever, this tragedy ever since it happened, a good friend of his, one of the best basketball players we've ever seen, Alan Iverson, wrote on the Players Tribune. And uh, I'm going to read this and then we can end it there. Okay. Does that Sounds sound good? Sounds good. Okay. Good. So this is from Allen Iverson on the PlayersTribune.com, and it's called Dear Kobe. So whoever bet that I was going to cry is probably going to win now. Dear Kobe. Kobe, this is going to be tough, but I need to get this off my chest. Everybody clear out for me and Kobe. Clear the paint for Chuck and Kobe one last time. Kobe Bean Bryant, my guy. The first time I saw you going up against Black Jesus when you were eighteen years old, I knew you were a killer. That's when I realized you were going to be a legend in this game. You were going to be hard you were going hard at Mike that night. no fear whatsoever. I mean, I knew from passing you in traffic over the years that you were a dog, but when I saw you going at Black Jesus like that, that's when I knew you were a kindred spirit. We might have grown in di- up in different circumstances, but when I saw you on the cart on the court and how hard you are. I knew we were raised with the same mentality. I wasn't tall, but in my mind, I was going to be a giant out there every single night. You were six, six and could have scored in your sleep, but that wasn't enough. You were trying to be the best that ever did it. Everybody says that they want to be that, but not everybody is willing to sacrifice what it really takes to do it. Remember when I came out to LA for the first time, our rookie year, You picked me up at the hotel, and we went out for some food. And you asked me what I was getting up to later. I said I was going to the club. I mean, we in L.A. I'm going to the club, Kobe. Come on, man. And what did you say? I'm going back to the gym. You're probably the only dude in history of the game where the mystique wasn't exaggerated. The mamba was no myth, man. It didn't even do you justice. One, two, three o'clock in the morning, we knew where you were. Me and you, every single time we stepped on that floor, we were going to war. But it wasn't an animosity thing. There was never any beef between us. It was like heavyweight fighters beating the hell out of one another. And then at the bell, it's nothing but love and respect. Greatness needs company, and we needed each other. Mike needed Prince like Prince needed Mike. Tyson needed Holyfield like Holyfield needed Tyson. Everybody needs that person to say, Oh, you're the shit, huh? Well, I'm the shit too. And boy, you were the shit. You were the toughest man that I've ever seen in this game. The most cold-blooded serial killer I've ever seen. The fiercest competitor I've ever seen. I remember hearing the story when you were on the road and you were watching the highlights of me dropping 35 on the Knicks at the Garden our rookie year, and you got so mad that you smashed up the hotel room and you started researching me like you were in the CIA. Get me the file on AI. I I, I bet it was like that. Studying how great white sharks hunt down seals in the Pacific Ocean and whatnot. What I love about the story is it's the truth. That was just our relationship. Two dudes pushing each other to greatness. The next time you came through Philly you were all up in my shit. There was no half stepping you. Every first step I had to go one hundred. You're six six. And it was like you wanted to guard me. You wanted to challenge. You wanted to show me that you were the baddest motherfucker to ever play the game. And I didn't want any part of Kobe Bryant on the other end. Man, hell no. I'm not stopping you. Nobody is going to stop you. You were Kobe. And you were going to do whatever you wanted to do out there because you were a sniper, an assassin, a cold-blooded killer. And now I'm talking about you in the past, and I still get emotional about it. It doesn't seem real. You were my guy. The 2001 NBA Finals where we were going at each other like fighters. Not out of some beef or hatred, that's what some people could never understand. Not out of hate, out of admiration, out of love. I can't tell you how many pictures I've seen of me and you at the free throw line talking shit and just smiling. Man, who the hell loses an NBA scoring title averaging 33 a game? How the hell are you going to average 35 like that on me, man? Why'd you have to do that? You had to do it because you're you. Because you're Kobe Bean Bryant. Because you're a straight up giant. You were probably watching me do my thing on SportsCenter every night, like 41, huh? Let me get 43. See how you like that, Chuck? (laughs) I was always confident. I knew what I could do. I was a scorer. I was a winner. I did it my way. I won some games, but you were a champion. You got rings. You got rings on rings. You were loved all over the goddamn world, and you were loved in my own goddamn house. My oldest daughter loved Kobe Bryant. She always wanted Dad to win. Don't get me wrong, but she wanted Kobe to go off. My kids used to be hitting me talking about how they wanted Kobe Adidas when they came out. When they, came out. they were rocking number eight and number 24 because you were one of their heroes. And if I'm being honest about it, you were a hero to me too. Even though you were younger than me, I looked up to you because of how much you sacrificed, how much you gave to this game. Anytime anybody asks me who's the greatest of all time, I'm not going to bullshit you. MJ is always number one. I know you'd say the same shit. Black Jesus, that's the goat. But number two, number two, I'm always going to say it's Kobe Bryant. Nobody was tougher than you. Nobody got more out of me. We're linked forever in this game, in this life. I just wish we had more time. It's funny, I don't know if I ever told you this, but one of my favorite memories is coming to see you in L.A. when they retired number eight and 24 Who the hell is so cold for so long that they get two different damn numbers retired in the rafters? I couldn't miss that moment for the world. But you know what's so crazy about it? Everybody in the Staples Center was treating me like we won them rings in 2001. Security was giving me all types of problems when I was trying to get down on the floor, man. Y'all won Los Angeles? I'm trying to get out on the court and congratulate, congratulate you like that's my guy. And security is looking at me like I'm crazy. Ha, 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 y'all won. Y'all got all the rings. Man, when I finally got on the floor, I gave you a hug, and you were holding your baby girl in your arms. That was a moment I'll never forget. I was just happy to be there. I was happy to be a part of the legacy that is Kobe Bryant. Where the hell did time go? That first trip out to L.A. feels like it was yesterday, and we were just kids with everything in front of us. What are you getting up to later? I'm going to the club. I'm going to the gym. I'll never forget that. You're not here on this earth anymore, but you're not gone either. You just say the name Kobe Bryant and the memories come back in a split second. I can see you pointing your finger up in the air, walking off the court after you dropped 81 in Toronto. I can see you jumping in the air just like MJ after you won the title. I can see you standing there next to me at the free throw line, smiling, not even saying anything, just looking at me like, it's on, Chuck. Those memories aren't going anywhere. And yeah, we're going to cry. We're still going to cry sometimes when we remember that you're gone. But we're going to smile like a motherfucker when we think about the memories. I don't really know how I'm supposed to close out a letter like this. I don't really know how to say goodbye to an NBA legend, a father, a husband, a friend. I don't have the words. All I know is I love you, brother. Sincerely, Chuck. Wow. Allen Iverson. Powerful. Yeah. Moving. I didn't cry. I got (laughs) teary-eyed.
1: You know, coming hey. coming from, you know, especially coming from Allen, man. You know that says a lot about him, man.
2: That was one of the hardest does, dudes man. to ever play a game of yeah, basketball. I mean, that's, that's she, somebody
3: you didn't want to mess with.
1: No. Yeah, exactly. No matter I mean, how short he was, he
2: mean, had the
3: utmost respect for someone that he admired, which is huge. And they were mm-hmm.
2: friends, man. And like I've I've seen so many videos of him, just, just he's not okay with any of this that happened, and it's like, oh no.
1: No, it's not. It's been-
3: it's it's torn up a lot of people and it's it's only gonna time will help That's but it. it. It will never be forgotten. His his legacy will live on forever.
2: I I couldn't imagine how Vanessa feels.
1: Uh, especially, you know, since your you know y- Well, especially since yesterday was his birthday, you know. So I mean it was it was a tough day yesterday, too, you know. Yeah, a lot of
3: people had a tough time. Tough time, you know. Just I'm sure LeBron and, and the Lakers are playing out of their mind right now.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're beating the shit out of them, 92 to 56.
3: <laughs> right. For Kobe. Wow, yeah. Oh, yeah,
2: it's Kobe day. And they needed to do this because on, on, on the, the first game that the Lakers played, I was really like, okay, y'all got a ball out. And it was against Portland. Go figure. The, right. the, the first game that they played when Kobe died uh, a week later, was against the Portland Trailblazers, and Damian Lillard went off, and they the, the Trailblazers beat L.A. Ass, yeah. in L.A., and to now see him in the bubble doing this. I, I've said this since he died, and I got mad about it earlier today. I did kind of have like in a moment by myself just thinking about preparing for this podcast, and I was just like I saw a picture of LeBron, and I was like, you better do it. You better win. You're right? The whole world wants that team to win right well,
1: now. exactly. You have
3: to, You man. got to. You, there's no other alternative. I don't give you a shit if there's an out. asterisk. If there's this is COVID year, I don't give a damn. <laughs> they they better win. Yeah. They, they better win. Exactly. And, and they're balling out right now. You know, they have one more game to close it out. They're going to do it. I want to see them in the finals. I want to see them win it. They have to. They have to. And if they don't, then – And you know what? At the same time,
2: even if they don't, I'm going to be mad, but – Kobe Bryant's not.
1: But, but he wouldn't
2: be mad because he's uh, going to be like somebody out there having a mama mentality. No, they
1: right. ha- they haven't handed out the MVP, MVP trophy yet. have they?
2: I uh, don't believe so. And the thing about it is, I think they announced it that Giannis won it. Oh, did they? Yeah, he he won it.
1: So, but so he's the first Kobe recipient right cuz kobe oh did
2: they name did they I change thought, the name thought, of the award I, thought the I know the all-star game mvp is the kobe bryant is it? Oh, i, I think it's the all-star game is it all-star, all-star or not okay. yeah the 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 other one's still the the, the joe Nainsmith or whatever okay. i didn't know i
1: didn't know if it was i, I knew that kobe something got turned into it you know yeah
2: the all-star mvp and and that was uh okay, okay. uh who won uh, Kawhi Leonard was the first recipient okay. of the kobe bryant mvp nice. all-star award nice nice, nice. good
3: james Take us home, man. Well, thank you guys for listening to Locker Room Hype and tuning into Bomb City Locker Room Talk Podcast. As always, I'm James Fairchild.
1: I'm Aaron Pena.
3: I'm Joseph King. We love you, Kobe. Yes, sir. See you next time.